0: How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast, and this is a Staycast from ACAST. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.
1: everybody, and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. I'm Aaron Flanagan. Uh, joining me, as ever, Matt Lawless. Good to be here, as ever. Yep. Uh, as I say, uh, staying strong here every single week. Uh, we don't actually have a third guest today. Uh, we had the seat reserved for Mr. Blobby, who was literally blobbing around the office earlier.
0: It's a true story. He was here. Um,
1: he was here. Um, he, um, yeah, he, He's had to go. He's had to go. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so we have, we have an empty seat in uh, it would have been Mr. Bobby, but me and Matt we're we're going to go through. We'll keep uh, it
0: in Bobby's absence, you know, in his honour. You know, like when you retire a shirt number. Yeah. You know his service to the mirror. He's come in for half an hour today and caused absolute havoc. Yep. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That won't stop us, mate. It won't stop us at all. Uh, Thankfully, he's not ruined the
1: studio. He wasn't here earlier. I was afraid he was going to start throwing all the equipment around. (laughs) Thankfully, we're all good and we're all working. Um, We're going to look back at the Premier League uh, very briefly, obviously with an eventful weekend in the Premier League. Uh, Also going to look ahead to the Champions League on this, uh, uh, perhaps a a slightly shorter
0: podcast, because we're going to have a bigger one. Uh, Looking forward to all the derbies. Yeah, it's a massive weekend, isn't it? I mean, let's not get over this weekend too quickly, but... You know, this Sunday alone is is so good, isn't it? I mean, you. Three derbies in a row. Three brilliant derbies. You've got. Obviously, you kick off with Chelsea, Fulham, and then you go into Arsenal, Tottenham, followed by the Merseyside derby, Liverpool, Everton. So, yeah. th- I mean, this Sunday's great. That's the sort of day you just want to be at home and sort of parked in front of a, the TV, really, or, or in the pub, or at a game, yeah. even better. Yeah, uh, at the I'm pool, sure I, we'll probably be in here. At the pub, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm okay. away. I'm, I'm going up to Newcastle this weekend. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, to see West Ham, Newcastle. Big game for the Hammers. They, yeah. they need a win yeah Um, huge game West Ham are going into a run of games now that are you know dare I say winnable but they're the sort of teams playing the teams around them yeah yeah. so they play Newcastle away this weekend and then they play Cardiff at home there's a load of Premier League fixtures next week during the week and then they play Crystal Palace at home, so they've got some games now where they they need to be really looking to get some points on the ball. Yes. because season-defining period, some would say. Well, it could be because West Ham are only four points away from the drop zone. They're thirteenth at the minute, but you know they got we were both at the game on Saturday with Man City it was a training game for them wasn't it 4-0 the keeper didn't have to make a save did he and I'm talking about Fabianski who picked the ball out of the back of the net four times
1: yeah No. I we were both at that game Uh, City as I said to you earlier in the office today um, it felt like they didn't get out of first gear It, it didn't even feel like City played that well Yet it was 4-0, it was comfortable, and it always looked like a 4-0 game. Uh, which, yeah. uh, you know, obviously alarm bells have to be ringing uh,
0: for West Ham. I mean, City, uh, they are really phenomenal. You watch them play, they're playing triangles, their movement's so slick. And West Ham, though, gave them too much respect. I'd like to see a team absolutely be a bit more physical with Man City. Um, and maybe that's the answer. Yeah. I think you've got to get near them first, but, um, you know... I, I just look at Man City playing I just don't see a team that can stop them this season and that that's a real shame for Liverpool of course because they could be the best team to never win the title they have been absolutely brilliant got a great 3-0 win over Watford and they they're keeping the the pressure on Man City, but I just don't see where City slip up. They've even got injuries at the moment, and it just doesn't affect them, does it? Yeah. Uh,
1: I say on uh, Saturday night after uh, I came back from the game, I, I went to the pub and I met with Mark Jones, who's obviously often on on this podcast, yeah. and we had a few pints. And he was saying how uh, Leicester won the title with 82 points. He's saying this year we very could conceivably have Liverpool getting 90-odd points and actually still being... Exactly six, six, seven points off winning the title. Exactly, it's Which is It's um, is, is staggering, and, and you could have potentially put Chelsea in that bracket as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the result of the weekend against Tottenham kind of stalls their progress a little bit, but you, you've really got three teams who are in the potential of almost record-breaking seasons
0: uh, without winning the title. I mean, the top four is really starting to take shape now, isn't it? And you know, Arsenal. Look, I said to the, I said the other week that they need to start winning games. And and they did win, you know. That was a good result at Bournemouth for Arsenal. Sort of game where look, they went one nil down, and um, last season didn't quite work out for them, there, did it? They they lost there. They went one nil up last season, I think. And um, yes, they lost the game. I think they did. Um, but it just goes to show you that there's good character in that squad in a minute. So that's what I was saying. Arsenal have been on this great run of games. They've drawn a lot. But they need to win, and they did that. So well done to to Unai Emery, and he even did it without Mesut Ozil on the pitch. Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, it. I think he was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't think he. Uh, he didn't come on the pitch. Uh, was there an injury problem? I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't I see know. anything. I think. Like I think that.
0: tactically, he just wanted to change it up. So yeah. um, he, he explained it after the game. So yeah. yeah, it just goes to show you they're not reliant on yeah. players like Ozil, which is quite unusual in a sense because he was captain wasn't he a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago so he's you know I, I don't think it's a bad thing I think sometimes you need to rest your best players keep them on their toes and challenge yeah. them yeah. if they feel that their place is assured every week then sometimes it can be it can take the motivation away so yeah. I don't mind that I don't mind yeah. when managers keep players on their yeah. toes
1: uh, and, and as you say uh, it challenges them it literally says to him wake up call your spot is not guaranteed yeah. you have to perform every week and now
0: he wants to come back in the squad prove a point obviously he's got to work hard ahead of what is a a huge game for Arsenal against Tottenham and Tottenham, I would have said going into this, Arsenal would be the favourites at home but what performance that was from Spurs against Chelsea absolutely blew him away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether Spurs have uh, a little bit of complacency about them as Almost like they did when they played Man United early in the season. Obviously, they went there had this dominating performance, and then they struggled for a few weeks after that. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how Spurs react this time to uh, another big result, or whether they've learned from uh, the mistakes of. Well, it's such a crucial
0: them. week for Flanners, You know, they 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 had to get off to a good start, and they've done that. They beat Chelsea comprehensively. Now they've got to go and keep their Champions League hopes alive, which they could do. if They beat Inter Milan on Wednesday night. And then they go into the North London derby. So this could be one where we said it could be make or break last week, didn't we? And at the moment was making a go of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, big, big statement uh, against Chelsea. Um, I didn't actually watch the game. I've only seen the goals uh, floating around on, on
0: TV. I don't know if you watched the game or, yeah, or not. Yeah, I did, but,
1: yeah. Um, damn, too, I was too busy in the pub, mate. That's, uh, that's <laughs> how it's made. Well, I was in
0: the pub, but I could see it on the TV. So yeah, yeah. I'd just come back from West Ham and, and, and we watched it. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, good.
1: Um, I mean, what what, what what for you went wrong for Chelsea? Because... Uh, um, From what the little bits highlights I've seen, it just kind of looked like they just were outworked, outplayed. Yeah, and I think
0: the warning signs have been there for a couple of weeks now, and Sarri has been very vocal about that. He's worried that the mentality is not quite there with the squad. Don't forget, Chelsea have come an awful long way under Sarri, considering they had a poor season under Conte last year. It was a terrible title defence, although they won the FA Cup it wasn't great and I think there has been signs of improvement but there's still a lot that Chelsea need to put right particularly defensively I'm still not quite comfortable with them at the back and I think yeah, midfield just didn't seem to really tick really I think Kante was kind of stifled a bit by Jorginho and yeah it was, it was one of those really that um, Chelsea just didn't get going and, and perhaps you could just argue that Top number on it. They it just it was a really good Tottenham performance. Well, well, well Tottenham
1: do that sometimes yeah. when they on it, they are just on it.
0: Yeah, so. and there wasn't any stopping them, unfortunately. But then you got players like Giroud, who, he's such a threat. If you can get the ball in the box, he yeah. will score, and he did that. Yeah. So not a good, not a good um, evening for for Chelsea. But I think they've had a really good start to the season, and and their league position shows that. But I think Sari is slightly worried that his team has got it within them to kind of implode a little bit and, and we saw that on Saturday. So, Chelsea, I think the biggest test for them now is to keep hold of Ian Hazard. He's talking about Real Madrid again, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Every international break, is it's one of them things he you does. Know, he goes to Belgium duty and suddenly It uh, a, a bit
0: gobby. I mean, they lost to Ayba. They lost to Ayba 3-0 on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they didn't just lose, they got hammered. Yeah, you know,
0: and, and so... Look, the pipe dreams there for him, and perhaps he just feels like you know. When you look at Man City and Liverpool, is he really going to win the the Premier League with with Chelsea again? Perhaps now is the time for, for Hazard to go. And of course, you've got these Champions League rule changes that have come into play this season, so you can go and play. so in European competition this is because obviously Chelsea are not in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. they're in the Europa. Um, but Champions League clubs can buy players who have played in European competition, and they can play in the knockout phases. So. This is providing Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get through, yeah, course. yeah. So uh, many permutations, on there? And, and obviously, we're we're in the penultimate round of fixtures uh, going into this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's gone quickly, hasn't it? The Champions League. I mean, it feels lonely like. Uh a few weeks ago that City were getting beat by Lyon and you know, suddenly everyone was panicking about them. Now it's all changed in City's group. They're quite comfortable now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Champions League has gone gone really, really quickly. Um, just very quickly before we move on from the Premier League on to the Champions League in a little bit more detail on the games that we've got coming up this week. Manchester United. Um, we've done well. We've gone We've gone nearly well, 10, I, I, 10 look, minutes, I'm saying their name.
0: Honestly, I deliberately steered you off course because we always talk about Man United and I think I'm going to actually steer you slightly away from Man United just before we get into them. Okay. And talk about Mark Hughes and Southampton because we had a new manager. Yes. We had Fulham this weekend. With a brilliant win for Claudio Ranieri. 3-2 at home. And Mark Hughes is really staring over his shoulder to the extent where we're even getting spoof uh, sort of screenshots of the Southampton website claiming that he's been sacked. Now yes. obviously that wasn't quite true. Um, but look, Southampton play Leicester in the Carabao Cup, that game was of course rearranged um, and um, I think mean Mark Hughes is seriously looking over his shoulders and there's there's a suggestion that um, those within the club quite rate um, they highly rate Kelvin Davis former mm. goalkeeper yeah. who's within the setup, and they want him to play a bit more of a hands on role with with the um, with the first team so Hughes has always gone to whatever club he's been at he's always had these trusted lieutenants with him like, you know Mark Bowens and um, Eddie, whose name I can't pronounce, um, <laughs> no, Witch or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. apologies, Eddie. Um, and I think everywhere they've gone, they have had a bit of trouble. Eventually, yeah. you know. And and don't forget, they they got Southampton out of yeah. out of relegation. They, they, they did know, the job. They, were in for. they did the job. And I I just felt that it was. And I've said this many times on this podcast about Hughes, but I just feel like he needs to have a break from the Premier League. I feel yeah. like he needs to go and discover himself again. In the championship, I just, I think the Premier League's passing by. He's almost, you know, that generation of managers. I think he's almost like one of the last bastions uh, of, of that generation. I'm talking about your Moyes and your Anedices, and I just think Southampton need a real change. Southampton have gone from being such a progressive club who've brought in players who Liverpool have continuously raided. Now there's like really, you look at the Southampton team, it's. It's it's not what it was, you know. There isn't anybody coming through that you think, oh wow, he's he's a clever little player.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's no identity. I think is the, way, it, the yeah. way the way I look at it. With him. It's... they're a
0: really flat team, and Southampton always had a bit of pace and energy and skill and flair, and they were difficult to play. And um, at the moment, it, they're just being they're easy to beat. And I always I always think when you look at the teams at the bottom, who's really in trouble? We know this season there's going to be about four or five teams, yeah. maybe six. But the teams who are really in trouble are the teams who leak goals. Southampton have conceded a hell of a lot of goals. Mm. And that that really sets alarm bells ringing for me. And I think that's why they need to change it up. And, and Hughes is clearly. Not, you look, know, they're leaking three goals to Fulham. Yeah. I know it's away from home, but Fulham haven't been able to score against anybody, really, have they? Yeah. And they've struggled all season yet. Yeah, new manager bands, perhaps. But for me, Hughes. It's got to be a case of see you later.
1: Yeah, so uh, time is up for Hughes is basically what we're saying there. Oh, look, he yeah. might
0: go and prove me wrong tomorrow, tomorrow night and they might be Leicester 6-0 in the I, cup. I, 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 but I, the I, proof is... Carabao Cup game... In the Premier Car-
1: League. Yeah, a Carabao Cup game cannot save your position. Um, they, for me, can go there and win 6-0 uh, yeah. at Leicester. Uh, and for me, he's still not saving his job. I, 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 in my opinion, the job is untenable. Uh, at this point, the club are as low now or th- almost as low as they possibly can get under the rim. Um, as you say, n- now is the time to make a change, especially ahead of January. I agree. And then speaking of changes, we go back to Man United, don't we? Yes, yes. Man- Manchester United. <laughs> you've, st- you've steered me off course for another <laughs> another five minutes. Um, Manchester United, um, Jose's got to go. Oh, oh that's bold. I mean, I mean, I agree with you, but you've you got to say it. I've said it for ages. Yeah, Mourinho I, has to. I've always felt that he off.
0: deserved time, and I've always felt that you know a manager of his calibre can turn things around. But you know, drawing nil-nil at home to Crystal Palace is quite frankly unacceptable for Manchester United. You know, well done Crystal Palace. Very good result for them, and I'm pleased for them actually because I like <laughs> Roy Hodgson, yeah. and um, I like what he's trying to do there. And I think they've had a they've had a hard run of it lately, Palace. So yeah. that is a nice result for them, get yeah. going up there and getting a draw. Yeah. But for Man United, they just they're not clinical enough at home. I mean, you compare them to Man City, they are years a partner, and that shouldn't be the case for Manchester United. And I think. Mourinho's the man at fault he's, he's the manager and what really disappoints me about Jose Mourinho is that he's allowed his ego to get the better of him and he's digging out players every week whether he said it in Spain or whatever he said it and he said it to some effect whether his words have been twisted in translation somewhere I don't know but the fact is every week it seems to be now he's hanging these players out of the dry these young players someone within the club has got to get hold of this because Flanners, look, I think you do a fantastic job for us, right? But if I was to turn around to you every day and hammer you and say to everybody else he's useless, yeah. I'm sorry, but you're not going to really want to work for me, are you? Absolutely not. You know, and uh, and I've only done that a couple of times, but <laughs> the point is you give the hairdryer treatment sparingly these days. This is a different generation. You yeah. know, there were certain managers who get away yeah. with that. That's a, I, but... This generation, you need an arm around the shoulder.
1: I'd be really interested to see exactly what he's like on the training ground. And we're never going to see that because is this a media persona? Is this a face that he is putting on for every interview? And to almost make it look like I'm being proactive, I know what our problems are. But actually in training, he's almost been too soft on them. Because if he's been too soft on them, you're potentially getting the performances which you are now where, you know, they're like, oh, I can just get away with it. I, I mean, he needs to find a middle ground because at the end of the day, as you say, if he's getting, you know, if the players are getting this kind of abuse every
0: week, they're, they're going to be thinking the same thing. Um well, to the so degree, I- he doesn't really have... Great options, in a sense, like, you know, when you look at Man City, and they've got key players who are injured right now, they've got a bench that's, you know, fantastic, and they're bringing young players through as well, like Phil Foden's, Yeah, where's, where's you know, Manchester United, not really, like,
1: what's going on? I tell you, what, and, and he's had enough chance in the transfer windows now, he's you a chance in trying. January,
0: with a big check, and go, right, is go and get who you want, well, first of all, can you attract players anymore, well... There's been players in the past who said, oh, you know, I got approached by Manchester United, but I didn't want to work for him. Was it Jerome Boateng who said that?
1: Uh, yes, but, yeah. yes, he came up very vocal
0: there a you know, few like, ago, not he? Surely that's got got to say something, hasn't it? And um, Yeah, I just think for me, like he's gone as far as he can go, and it's not going to get any better, is it? Yeah. You know, Man United, whatever happens now, they could go four unbeaten, and then they could draw at home, on Boxing Day or lose at home on Boxing Day to Huddersfield mm. and everybody's saying the same thing again yeah. Mourinho yeah. for me he's, he's just gone as far as he can with Manchester United let's not forget he's done a great job getting them back in the Champions League but they are absolutely nowhere near the Champions League for next mm. season at this rate they're, they're, Everton are above them yeah, and, and Everton look like they got more of a chance they're pretty consistent at the minute mm. Where do Man United fit in that top four? In a minute, they don't. Yeah. Uh, what gets me about Mourinho is that he does just enough
1: to keep his job every time. Obviously, we thought he was going to go um, after yeah. the new, you know after the Newcastle game. Um, obviously, he went and won that. He did just enough, and then it just seems to be he keeps doing just enough to save his job. And I I really worry for Manchester United um, and for their fans in the in the in the sense that doing just enough is becoming okay. they're, they're, they're almost accepting mediocrity by. Yeah. Yeah, I said they're almost accepting mediocrity by leaving Mourinho there and saying this is okay. We're going to carry on doing this because it's not right. It's not Manchester United, and you know they've got to make a change. To I don't think you get their identity back.
0: That. I really don't think the fans settle for that. I think I think the board might the board might want stability because um, you know the board are a business essentially. So as long as the share price is great and you know the they're making money which they are you know if you look at the business results they're they're turning over profit Um, however small it is whatever you know that's what they're achieving so um, but sooner or later success on the pitch will kind of be up against that as a measurement won't it and they'll need to perform well on the pitch because otherwise what will happen is a new wave of fans will say, "Well, we're not having that anymore," and yeah. they might go and follow somebody else. Yeah, because nice. football fans are fickle, as we all know. But look, yeah. I haven't got a genuine against Joe Day. Um, I think he's a fantastic character, and you know, I, I really desperately want him to do well in the Premier League and for yeah. Manchester United. But I just feel that after three or four three, coming up to his fourth year there now, I think next yep. season well next year it just hasn't quite done enough for me i've I expected manchester united to be further ahead of where they are and i feel like they've gone backwards yeah, no, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Manchester United playing
1: young boys uh, this midweek in the Champions League. I'm not going to make the joke. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 do find it pretty funny. I mean, if you don't know their stadium name as well, I mean, Google it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it because. Nah, it's
0: probably wise not to really. But, but, um, but yeah, no, um, I think they changed the stadium name, but obviously the traditional name for yeah, it. Yeah, I think the the official name they'll probably put a
1: sponsor yeah, or yeah, somewhere on like a bank or something like that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, that's it, it
0: rhymed with bank. It does uh, run with
1: bank. Uh, you can Google it if you, uh, <laughs> if you don't know exactly what it, <laughs> what it is. But anyway, Manchester United playing young boys and this is another problem for Man United in the fact that they're playing young boys at home. They're going to win this game. I mean, I mean, serious alarm bells. They
0: if
1: ought to. It, so serious alarm bells if they don't. Uh, I'm currently managing young boys on Football Manager, I'll have you know. They're, oh, they're, they're a okay. cracking side. Yeah. Just, just yeah. won my first Swiss
0: title. Um, Congratulations, mate. Uh, thank you. Proud of me. All uh, right, uh, Football Manager, I've got a confession to make. I play the mobile game because um, where I've moved now, I'll commute by train, I've got a longer journey on the train, and but I cheated, mate. I've I've oh, bought no. this in-game editor, and it's so no, it's you awful. can't do and, that. And I've you know I've. I've got all the West Ham yeah. players, yeah. you know, 20 attributes. So, they're winning we should, every week. It's it's not fun. I need to delete it and start yeah. again, I think. Yeah, just remember you're only cheating yourself. Yeah, but I've come into work and I've won the Champions League and I've won the, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing yeah. well. You
1: know, walking in, swagging like Conor McGregor. Like, Look at <laughs> there now, I've, I've won. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so, back to the point. Man United playing young boys. And I say, as I say, one of the problems for Manchester United is that they're, they're going to win this game. Um, I As I say, alarm bells if they don't. But they're going to win this game. And they're, they're back in that constant same cycle again. Yeah, they win that game. Everyone's happy. You can almost forget about the bit a little bit of mediocrity. Uh, so yeah, listen, United needs it's to make. It's the battle of two
0: managers uh, on the brink, isn't it? This Saturday, Hughes versus Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. 0 nil draw could see them both off. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah. In fact, no, 0-0 is well, I'd say bloody fantastic for Southampton in this. Right, so yeah, for,
0: probably for Manchester United at the moment as well. But yeah, I mean, we we all know Man United have struggled on the south coast in the past. Let's yeah. just hope they don't wear that new uh, new kit. You see that monstrosity? That yeah. Is that is that, is that is that real? Apparently, yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently they're going to sell it for Christmas, sixty quid. Um, fourth kit. I don't think they're ever going to wear it. It looks
1: like one of those dreadful nineties goalkeepers kits, know you, know, that, that, like, you know that, you know
0: you maybe see David Seaman wearing or something yeah. like that. I mean, it's an absolute shocker. And obviously, they've got a very um, good deal with Adidas, haven't they? Over yeah. ten years, I think it was was it a hundred million or something yeah, like when that. You say good deal if so, they're yeah. making them wear that, they're making all high <laughs> I mean, they, 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 you know, you can. I'd love to see somebody who's bought it for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. If to you have, get in touch. Come in here. We had Mister Blobby today. He had, he had like a Palermo strip on, I think. Yeah, yes, yeah. You'll
1: uh, you'll look just as ridiculous as Mister Blobby. Yeah, you will uh, if you come in. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see someone wearing it down the street. Um, God, and just, somebody will.
0: I guarantee yeah. you.
1: Yeah, there will be somebody. Yeah, uh, and they sell. They keep making money. These t- these yeah <laughs> uh, They keep selling. Um, also in the Champions League, uh, say on Tuesday night, uh, Leon against Manchester City. Yeah, uh,
0: I think, well, look. City and one, don't they? And I think there was an element on Saturday against West Ham, 3-0 up at half-time. Right, let's just take the foot off the gas a little bit. We've won the game. yeah, And then managed it. I think Gundogan, Gundogan, as, um he looked like he did something, actually. I, don't, I haven't seen the update on that, whether he was injured or yeah, not. Yeah, I've not seen anything. That was the only kind of thing that I thought, oh, he looks like he's limping a bit. But, um, but otherwise, they got through it, and I think Pep will want to do a number on him after... Losing at home. Yeah. But I'm quite looking forward to seeing the Bill Fakir again.
1: Yeah, um, Fakir. Another, another audition for the boy. Yeah, uh, he's had enough of him now. Um, I've, seen, um, I've seen, I mean, I've said it on this podcast before, um, he didn't do enough for me at the World Cup. I know he only ever came on a, off, as a sub, but didn't quite do enough to make me think he's this player that all these Liverpool fans were going crazy about. Yeah. But then again, when he came to the Etihad, superb he he was brilliant. Um there's a lad in midfield um for Lyon and his name has escaped my brain. I think it's Ndombele or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um he's the, he's the one who I looked at in the first game I just went, "God, what a talent." Um and City subsequently were linked with him after the game. So it'll be very interesting to see what sort of performance he has.
0: Pep Guardiola was uh, fairly effusive in his praise for Declan Rice on Saturday as well. I say, oh, here we go, the Re- Declan Rice fan club's back out. Well, you know, <laughs> read into that what you will. I think yeah. um, he's obviously up for grabs, isn't he? Um, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, if, if West Ham don't get their act together and
0: get him stand up, is, is it right that he's Declan Rice, he's
1: only on about three grand a week or something like yeah, that? I or? mean,
0: I think he'll get slightly more in appearances and bonuses, but. Yeah, it's, it's call really. And they need to sort it out. What's going on there, I don't know. Um, but as far as I understand at the moment, there's no planned talks. Perhaps they might resume after Christmas. But, um, yeah, you're looking at a situation where other clubs are really sniffing around him. And we do know that Guardiola wants to sign a midfielder. Yeah. Whether it's him or not, of course, as you say, it could be this, this lad in the Leon team. Yeah. But... Guardiola does want to freshen up that midfield I love Fernandinho superb player but he's getting on isn't he I think he's 33 now so you know they need to freshen up that midfield with younger legs but um, particularly to play the brand of football that he, he likes you know to keep the pace going so yeah could be an option that yeah definitely how are you doing there it is David from the David McWilliams podcast and this is a staycast from ACAST we're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.
1: On to Wednesday night. Uh Big Wednesday night. Big. The Wednesday night is. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, to be honest. Um, first of all, PSG against Liverpool. Um, that's you know, I mean, just just as big as it sounds on paper because in the group, all four teams can still go through. And in in that group, obviously, they're in
0: with Napoli, yeah. Red Star Belgrade. I mean, um, you have got Liverpool being brilliant in the Premier League, and they started brilliantly in the Champions League, but that defeat by Red Star is really. Uh, fr- throwing a spatter in the works isn't it yeah yeah so they're
1: uh, I don't know it just hasn't quite clicked for them in Europe I mean you even felt even obviously at the game against PSG where I think they went they went 2-0 up didn't they and yeah. did PSG come back Is, uh, am I right yeah they right, did I and think. then
0: they nicked it in the last minute yeah didn't they? but
1: even there, even there I know they won it but you know there's little signs that something's not quite working uh, what I would say about Liverpool uh, Mo Salah's back he he yeah, yeah, yeah. he. Last few weeks, uh, obviously, uh, just before the international break, he had a, you know, a great international break with Egypt. Scored a phenomenal goal, uh, last minute winner. Yeah. Um, he's come back at Watford again, scored again. I feel like Mo Salah is back to the player he was last season, and that's a scary thought for for
0: anyone. Well, it's great timing for Liverpool. They need it, don't they? So um, to have your talisman firing again is perfect for Klopp. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got you know that's the good thing about that team they will spread the goals but Salah has probably not scored as many as he would have liked to at this stage but as you say he seems to be on the score sheet every week now yeah yeah so he he
1: is back uh, the other game uh, Tottenham obviously we spoke about Tottenham at the top of the show uh playing Inter Milan uh, at Wembley i think uh, i don't it know is it Wembley they lost at San Siro uh, yes that's right that's correct uh yeah real horrible bitter loss right in the last minute wasn't it uh, it was um, so uh yeah, big big game for Tottenham. I, Tottenham, in theory, can win their last two games uh, in the in the Champions League and still go out. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah. So this is absolutely like, must win and hope that a favour is done elsewhere. Um, I mean, it's, it's a scary thought, isn't it? you need to win two games. You've got Inter Milan at home, and then you've got to go to the new Camp to play well, Barcelona. This is it.
0: I mean, you, I do think that the way Tottenham played on Saturday, they could beat both Inter Milan and Barcelona. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
1: uh, I say PSV against Barcelona also on, on Wednesday, but we expect Barcelona to uh, win that, and that will pretty much seal them the group, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, that that I think would be good news for Tottenham. They want Barcelona taking the foot off the gas in that, in that last game, uh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that'll do us. Uh, yeah, Matty, yeah, yeah. really,
0: really appreciate it. No, great, um, it was good just to have a one-on-one chat for a change, rather than other people trying to pipe in and you know, interrupt us. We've got some good points to get off our chest, haven't
1: we? Yeah, we we certainly do. Uh, So Mr... or invisible Mr Blobby, he can come back. He can, can. yeah.
0: He kept himself quiet. But, you know, it is disappointment because I've heard through the Grapevine Flanners that you're trying to sub me. For, for this week, right? Okay. I I, heard, I mean, look. I I, I will. I'll, I'll I know I'm a busy man. I have got meetings and this that and the other. But you know, what's I will, going on?
1: I I'll, I'll outline my plans for the podcast later in this week, and and it might change because the people involved don't actually know that they're going to be on the podcast <laughs> yet. So I do need to. So sorry, that's <laughs> Mr. Blobby. Yeah. No, I do need to vet through them. Basically, because it's the derby weekend. Yeah. Um, we are fortunate enough to have. Um, Liverpool, Everton, oh. Arsenal, and Tottenham fans uh, floating around our office, and you know, and, and these and these are fans who are also sports writers, um, so they're knowledgeable people, and we're gonna get
0: them all in uh, effectively. I could do a break. I'm gonna go to the Barbados. I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's no, sorry, Newcastle. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Yeah, I'm going up to Newcastle, but no, we've got some cracking guests coming up this week, and should be some fiery chats. So. You don't want to miss it, yeah.
1: If, uh, if if you are a loyal listener to this podcast, uh, our first North London Tharby podcast of last season, if you can go back that far and remember it, um, we had uh, Ibrahim, uh, who's, uh, who works for us, and Connor uh, there, Tottenham, and, and, Liverpool you, get fans, Livesy, and Arsenal fans. you get John Livesey, Tottenham and
0: Arsenal fans. Get John Livesey and Mark Jones on as well, Liverpool, Everton, yeah,
1: or possibly the Impredators. I'll be honest, it'll be whoever's free or, what, or whatever <laughs> point <laughs> and whoever whoever I can convince uh, yeah. it, convince to come we're, in, we're, in. we, we don't have match you, sadly, so. Yeah. But that is what we're. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get uh, fans of each team head to head. I'm going to sit in the middle as referee, stir the pot a little bit. Hopefully, get them really arguing. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll end up fighting outside so for our own entertainment. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, look, I could deal with some HR issues, so why not, mate? Yeah, yeah. No, don't do that, please. Yeah, no, no,
1: no. We won't. We won't. <laughs> yeah. we'll, 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 we'll stop them. But hopefully, it'll be a feisty podcast uh, later in the week. But yeah. Uh, so, miss yeah, it. Matty, you are uh, relieved of your duties for a week. Thank you. On this podcast, appreciate uh, it. Finally. Uh, but yeah uh, Matty thank you Um, that podcast later this week will be available on the same channels that you've been able to get us as I say we're on iTunes we're on on iTunes we're on Spotify uh, we're on Acast uh, wherever you get your podcast from Uh, but until later in the week for that preview show we'll see you then